If you're affected by anything you hear on this podcast, get in touch via manblues at gmx.com or at manbluesuk on Twitter. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs, and I have Man Blues. On this week's show, we're discussing competitiveness. Competitiveness. Being competitive. Oh, God. It's one of the worst things I feel about being a man in the modern world. Because everything turns into a competition, and it's just so tedious. Just picture the scene. There's a football. There's a volleyball net and volleyball. There is some badminton rackets and a shuttlecock. Whatever it be, you name it. There's a woman and child. And they're playing together nicely, kicking the football to each other, bouncing the volleyball all over the net, or even hitting the shuttlecock and the rackets and being very constructive and positive, nurturing, teaching, learning. And everyone's enjoying it. And then a man walks into that scene and somebody will inevitably end up winning because the minute the man gets involved, it's like, right, let's set up some goalposts. You go in goal and I'll start firing them at you. Three and in. All right, with the volleyball, okay, does everyone know the rules, how we go around the pitch, blah, blah, blah. This is how they serve, etc. With the badminton, first to 15, let's go. Let's serve singles. You stood on the wrong side of the court, okay? And a sort of a personal example, really, is my brother, when my nephew was born, you know, children like to do things like where they run around, race around and all sorts of things and they like to turn everything into competition because they're learning how the world works. And interestingly, my brother was telling me the story from the perspective of, yes, it was interesting for my son when after seven years old, he suddenly stopped winning everything. But he told me with this kind of smirk on his face as if to say, ha ha, that'll teach him. That stayed with me for some years, that little story, because I thought, yeah, that's quite true. Because some years after this story, my son was born. And I remember my son doing this whole three, two, one, go, and then just racing off. But when he was saying three, two, one, he was already running because that's how they did it at primary school. You know, they tried to get competitive advantage because they're kids, it's great. So he'd do three, two, one, go, and then of course I would be struggling to get my legs in order to like chase after him. But I never did that with him where I reached the point to try to teach him that he is going to lose at some point. Because I would just tell him, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. What matters is, is that you get up and you do it again. Not the whole taking part nonsense. I can't stand any of that garbage. I genuinely don't think there's any point teaching somebody it's only important if you take part. It isn't. I mean, there are certain levels to certain things where it does matter. Taking part, being there, being part of it can be just as important. Like, for example, if you're part of a football team that makes it to the World Cup final, being there was important but you might be sat on the bench for that whole game. That, that's different. But I'm talking about the stuff that they have at schools where you know, um, they, they give participation medals to the children. Oh, well done, you turned up. No, that's giving people the wrong kind of praise and giving them the wrong sort of expectation in life. Their expectation is that I'm going to get a medal just for being there. I can't take that seriously when I, when I see things like that. However, what I was saying to my son was, not so much the whole well done for turning up, but you didn't win but dust yourself down and do it again. And it kind of come back to bite me in the backside a little bit, but 
I was still proud of the moment because when my son, when he was a lot younger and he discovered the game Fortnite, he wanted to continue playing that until he won. And then when he won, which took a long time, when he was the final, you know, battle royale winner or whatever they call it, when he was the final competitor standing, he had that moment where he kind of broke down in emotion and was really pleased with himself and we were very proud of him, blah, blah, blah. But then I sort of said to him, I said, well, what now? And he said, well, now I've done it once. I want to see if I can do it again. Okay, so he did it again. I think he went on to win a handful of times before he eventually got bored of the game because of changes to it and so on. But for me, that was where I thought I'd said to him, dust yourself down and try again. And he did. And he got better and better and better at the game until he finally was able to win it. Now that was on a computer game. I understand that. But we could equally extrapolate that to anything in his life. When he's trying to get good at playing the piano, just pick yourself up, dust yourself down and try again. Pick yourself up, dust yourself down, try again. That, to me, is far more healthy than anything else anyone ever says about competitiveness. But it got me thinking, why is competition such a thing that happens? Why is it, is it even healthy? Is it healthy to have competition? Is it important for mental growth? Why are men competitive? You know, even down to little things like the daily puzzles. You know, I mean, you've got all these daily puzzles that are floating around at the moment, word games and you know what. And there's always somebody will end up lording it over somebody else because they've managed to complete the game in fewer moves. And I just think, why though? Where on the scale of importance does this word game come in anyone's universe? Because if this little word game is high enough in your universe that it comes near the top that you have to swan around all day telling everybody how you beat everyone else that you know on this game, that's the bit when you think, that person has issues. They really do. So I started to look into some of the research into this competitiveness and why it's even there because there's a part of me that already kind of has an answer without doing any research and that is men are competitive because we're out there fighting, you know, from the um, cavemen times, we're out there fighting for that lion, for that gazelle, whatever it is, we're, you know, we're fighting for survival. So we have to be competitive against everybody else to make sure we get there first. But if the human race has evolved enough, which one would hope it has, why is this competitive instinct still in a lot of men? So the research tended to lean towards a lot of these old ideas about gender roles. And the, the comment I found was that men tend to be more competitive because of the greater reward. Not in terms of the Olympics and sports, because when the women's football team wins the tournament, they get the exact same trophy that the men get when the men win the tournament. There's nothing different there. But men are also perhaps more competitive because they have higher levels of confidence. This research said that women tended to shy away from competition because they're less likely to think they will win. And I think that was quite important. Women will step back from a competition potentially, according to this research, because they don't feel they have the confidence to win. And that kind of comes true because I certainly look at my wife. My wife is an incredibly competitive woman on a sports field. But in the family arena, not so much. She doesn't necessarily join in with competitive things. She always wants everyone to be winners. She wants everyone to have a good time when we're playing card games or whatever games we play. When we go and play badminton together as a threesome, she always wants to have somebody have a good time. She doesn't want it to turn into a competition. She just wants to have some fun. However, when it's me and her playing, she plays to win because she knows she's better than me. And that's when she changes. But when our son is involved, she's all about the process. She's all about the enjoyment. She's all about everything else. And that's very interesting for me because 
I don't like to enter into competitions with peers because I don't like the reaction of winners. You see, I like to think I'm a good winner and a good loser, but it's the bad winners and bad losers that I despise. But they got me thinking, am I really a good winner or a good loser? Or am I only really getting involved in the competition when I believe I have a chance of winning or doing well? Do I pick and choose my sports and my games to ensure that I can get somewhere where I can win? Or at least come in with a chance of doing well? Now you see, I've just mentioned about my wife being very supportive about things like that. But she also has a kind of a counter opinion on things, especially when it comes to sports. We were watching the Olympics, I think 2012, something like that, and there was a a British gymnast, um, an Olympian, don't forget, this was an Olympic gymnast, um, was very, very pleased to have got the bronze medal. And when she was interviewed afterwards, she was talking about how she was over the moon with getting the bronze. My wife immediately started talking over the interview and basically saying, that Olympian should not have stepped onto the mat if she wasn't aiming for gold. Competitiveness here is a good thing. You should strive to be the best, especially when you're an Olympian. So she was angry about the fact that this woman had gone onto the mat and thinking, oh, brilliant, I've got bronze, I can't believe it. Whereas my wife was thinking she should be disappointed she got bronze. She should be aiming for gold. So I started to look into the positivities of this thing. And positivity is very tricky. It's very difficult to put a positive spin on competitiveness. But what I was looking for was positivity in terms of how to reframe your competitiveness to make you less competitive especially when it matters if you're a sportsman or a sportswoman or a sports person if you're out there and you're trying to win your particular genre do it push yourself strive be the best but if you're little joe blogs living in your little two-bedroom house and you're playing a word game online with people and you're posting your results on twitter rein it in a bit It's not important. So the website I found that had some interesting um, thought processes on how to reframe your competitiveness, uh, it it was broken down into several sections. And because it was such a good website and had such good information on there, I mean, obviously, I'll put the link in the blurb as usual. But because it was so good, I'm going to read you just the first six suggestions for part one of it. And part one of it is working through your emotions. So... Number one is to figure out your triggers. Is your competitiveness actual competition or is it jealousy? Now this was an interesting take on it because I've got a few people I can think of immediately where I think they're competitive because they're jealous. Number two is to figure out why something triggers your competitiveness. You need to identify why these things are happening that cause you to become competitive. And number three is to rethink competitiveness in the moment. Take that moment to stop yourself and rethink and reframe. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you behaving the way you're behaving? What has just triggered you to think, right, that's it, it's on. Number four is to stop making comparisons. For example, when you see other people doing well. So that's something I can definitely attest to is, you know, I mean, I'm the youngest of five children. So, of course, whenever anyone else in the family was being praised, it was tricky for me to sit there and not be praised. Um, so I can kind of understand that one a little bit. Plus, when you're looking at things like um, when you're at work and, uh, you know, someone at work is being praised for something that you've also done or been involved in, and you know, people stealing credit and things like that. And, you know, there's that side of it. 
And competitiveness in the office is very different to competitiveness in private life. But office competitiveness would be a whole other episode in and of itself. And I don't think I've got the energy for that. Um, Number five would be to check your black and white thinking. Stop thinking in absolute terms. Just because someone has done well, it doesn't imply that you've done badly. Because again, you're comparing yourself to somebody else. And number six, which kind of sounds a little bit odd at this point, but number six, stop thinking of love as finite. Sometimes competitiveness springs from jealousy that other people are getting more attention or praise than you. And I think that is quite true as well. Um, It certainly feels true for me. So, it, it is a tricky one with competitiveness because there's an element to it where you do need to be competitive in the modern life. If I hadn't been competitive, I might not have met my wife, I might not have wooed her. If I hadn't had competitive this, that or the other, there, there could be many different things that might not have happened in my life as a result of being not being competitive at that stage. There's all manner of things that I could have done in my life differently as a result of not being competitive at that point. And you never know, some of the things I ended up winning, I might have actually, you know, in grander schemes, actually lost. And that can be the case, you know, at that point where, whatever it be, you might be thinking, oh great, I'm doing really well here, and you win something. But then you've been watched by a couple of other people who think, well that was pretty cutthroat what he just did. Yeah, maybe we don't want that. You know, like for example, sometimes in job interviews, when I've looked and I've seen someone who's very competitive and very pushy and very aggressive in their kind of, uh, certainly in like, you see it in these TV shows and stuff like The Apprentice, you know, those, those young men are very competitive. This is my job, I'm going to go and get it. I look at them and I just think, yeah, you're not going to be about the company, are you? You're going to be about yourself. And I don't want someone working for me who's only thinking for themselves. So I think that can be counterproductive, which of course, you know, they're not to know that until such time as it turns out those are my search criteria for that person getting that job. I've rambled on a little bit about competitiveness and I'll be honest with you when it comes down to competitiveness I think about this podcast and I don't even I don't even dare look at any listening statistics I don't even dare look at any download statistics because I don't want it to be something that ends up consuming me with me thinking oh look how many people are listening look at the diverse places they're listening from none of that gets to me I don't let any of that bother me because I'm still sitting here trying to enjoy what we're doing and I am enjoying it So I am Leon Deggs, and I might not be the best at everything, or even the best at anything. In fact, I'm only the best at being me. Thank you for listening.